Welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. You're listening to The Construction Cut with Taylor Rennick. Here, you'll get the latest news in construction in 15 minutes or less. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to The Construction Cut. I'm your host, Taylor. This week, we're rounding up reports from the NEHB on home builder confidence, tackling another week of coronavirus news, and taking a look at the trends and developments expected to impact the real estate market. It's Monday, February 24th, 2020. Let's dive in. The remodeling industry is set to have a B in its total revenue within the next seven years. According to TechMag, the remodeling industry is expected to pull in a record $507 billion by the end of 2026, citing an anticipated CAGR of 4.5% over the next six years. CAGR, by the way, stands for Compound Annual Growth Rate. This is incredible news. Three significant factors are said to be driving the growth in the industry. One, the surging prices of new homes. Two, support of finance options. And three, energy efficiency programs brought on by modern technology. Cost and availability of labor continue to plague the construction industry. According to a new survey by the NEHB, the most troubling issue pressing construction professionals was availability and cost of labor. Labor was a top-sided concern in 2019 and continues to be the top-sided concern going into 2020. In 2011, the price and availability of work were reported as a problem by only 13% of builders. It's gone up every year since topping out at a whopping 87% in 2019. Cost and availability of labor are no doubt the top concern of the majority of construction professionals, but it's also worth noting the second most significant concern that the report mentions, the price of building materials. In 2011, 33% of builders reported high building material prices hindering their businesses, In 2019, that figure is up to 66%. It looks like those builders will need to open up their pocketbooks, though, because according to Bloomberg, U.S. home building permits rose to their highest levels since March of 2007. More housing permits indicates more planned construction, which should help mitigate the dwindling supply of new home inventory. Analysts are pointing to milder weather in areas that usually slow down production this time of year specifically pointing to the Northeast. Another fun stat, recent figures from the University of Michigan showed that home buying attitudes in February advanced to their highest levels since 2017. Moving on to the coronavirus, the coronavirus has now made its way to the most expensive housing market in the U.S. Now, For a long, long time, the most expensive housing market in the U.S. was San Francisco, but as of the last month or so, L.A. has taken over. According to Patch.com, median home sales in Los Angeles County have dropped 4% since December, a drop that economist Leslie Appleton-Young says is due in part to a rattled market, brought on primarily by the unease in China. She says, With interest rates on a declining trend again due to concerns about the impact of the coronavirus, motivated buyers will have an opportunity to stretch their purchasing power in the housing market. She goes on to say that the economic outlook, however, is less clear than even a month ago, before the outbreak of the disease, 
and we should expect market uncertainties to continue on for the short term. The average home price in LA County, by the way, last month, $617,520. Last week, I spoke more in depth about the coronavirus and its impact on the luxury housing market. In that episode, I mentioned a few other scenarios that could send mortgage rates even lower than what we've seen in the last year. These come from Logan, and I apologize, I'm probably not going to say your last name correctly, Motoshami, Logan Motoshami, a columnist at Housing Wire. And I thought that they were worth sharing. Granted, not all of these storylines are destined to change the market, but it's worth mentioning in the short term. So Logan goes on to explain how negative headlines in the news can lead to stock market sell-offs, which drive money into bonds. More cash in bonds means less in the 10-year yield, and then, voila, mortgage rates go down. So if these negative stories end up playing out at the same time, you'll have a ripple across the entire market. And we already touched on the coronavirus a little bit, but know that if the coronavirus continues to spread at the rate that it has in the last couple weeks, more and more money will come out of stocks and more and more money will go into the secure treasury bonds. Other factors that could influence low mortgage rates? Delays coming from Boeing's latest debacle could also impact growth if the company continues to ground planes into Q3. Election headlines, for one data from the manufacturing industry, and even things in Europe, things like Brexit negotiations and the European trade war and the Chinese trade war, and even things here, including potentially horrific things like military conflicts in the Middle East or in North Korea, all of those could lead to an instability in the market. All right, moving on. A new report released by Bright MLS is giving us a look at the trends and developments expected to impact the housing market this year. Noting how 2019 was a banner year, the report goes on to say that an improved job market is one of the most positive factors of the housing industry. But nearly half of the respondents were worried about 2020 being an election year. That's twice now that the election year has come up. So an election year suggests that many homeowners may very well stay put. That's interesting. The biggest negative going into 2020? Again, low inventory. I sound like a broken record, I know. But another interesting stat that came out of this report, 80% of all real estate professionals surveyed stated that builders are simply not constructing enough affordable homes in the areas they serve. Also, no surprise there. But what about that first-time homebuyer? Things are challenging for the first-time homebuyer, especially in the face of a changing economy and a gig economy and student loan debt. We'll get into it. So the report cited four main challenges that the first-time homebuyer faces in mass. Nearly a quarter of the realtors said that the cost of the down payment was simply too far out of reach for a lot of folks. Second was a lack of inventory. There just isn't enough affordable housing in the area in which these people want to buy a house. That makes sense. And number three, affordability. That ties into that, of course. And number four, qualifying for the mortgage in general. And this one is closely tied to student loan debt. Nearly half the realtors in the report stated that student loan debt is a barrier to entry for first-time homebuyers in their market. And because of these debts, they can't save up for a down payment, they can't afford to save up for a down payment, and their debt 
often doesn't qualify them for a mortgage. So I know what you're thinking, uh, Taylor, is anything good happening at all? (laughs) And yes, yes. And even though pernicious student loan debt is a real thing, and if you don't believe me, feel free to check my Navient bills. uh, Here's the thing. Besides that, homebuilder confidence is high. See, I, I can turn it around. The National Association of Home Builders Monthly Confidence Index is at a record high. The index dropped just one point to 74 in February from 75 the month prior. And it's worth noting here that in December, the index reading was 77, which was the highest it's been since June of 1999. So overall, things are looking good. And even though the NEHB acknowledges the fact that high student loan debt is an obstacle to first-time homeownership, others are taking advantage of incredibly low mortgage rates, which are propping up the housing market. If you recall, it's sitting about 3.6%, which is incredible. So since inventory is so inadequate, they are turning to newly built homes, keeping home builders in healthy demand. There you go. Thanks for joining me this week. I appreciate everyone tuning in to Build Our Funnel Radio. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to leave us a five-star review or leave Spencer a five-star review or leave me a five-star review. It's, It's not like we're competing, but really it does help. So for more information about today's show, including a link to the show transcript and the resources I use to pull the show together, tap or swipe over the cover art. I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Construction Cut on Builder Funnel Radio. If you got value out of today's episode, please do one of two things for me. Share it with a friend by clicking the share button in your podcast player and then texting it or emailing it to them. Or leave us a review. This is a free podcast, so spreading the word really helps us keep Builder Funnel Radio going. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.